You are listening to the Talk Hard Podcast, produced by the ne'er-do-well indie filmmakers at Walk Softly Films. On this episode, M. Night Shyamalan, is he back? Alan saw a split and he'll tell us. Real mad scientist news. A ton of superhero movie news and rumors. Hellboy 3, Suicide Squad, Logan. And finally, the main event. A thorough analysis of 1994's The Professional. And a stat you aren't going to believe. Let's get to it. Here's your host, Alan Martin. They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make the big star out of me. We'll make the film about a man that's sad and lonely. And all I gotta do is act naturally. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another fun-filled edition of Talk Hard, presented by Walk Softly Films. Uh, just want to take a second to thank you all for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for spreading the good word. Uh, we appreciate it, and we notice it, so thank you. Um, we're here in the Walk Softly compound, all of us together for a change. Live and in person. All in the same room. And awake. Yeah, so there will be no little weird glitches on our Google Hangout or Skype or anything. So people, that's kind of fun. The voice quality of you guys is like got to be exciting people right now. How about yeah, that? Exponential. Yeah. yeah, people are probably trying to adjust us down a little bit at this point. Um, we are uh, currently waiting for pizza to be delivered, so if we abruptly have to take a break, you'll know why, because we're hungry. With that being said, let's uh, let's go around the room, introduce ourselves, and um, what's your favorite thing you've watched this week? Uh, Scott, you want to start us off? What's your favorite thing you watched this nope, week? Nope, I don't. Okay, Todd. All right. Todd's sitting here right with me. Todd, what's your, well, say hi I, to the fans, and what's your favorite thing you watched hey this week? Hey, fans. Um, uh, my favorite thing I've watched this week, I, you know, I, I started, um, again, started something. And I uh, wasn't able to finish it. Uh, the Todd Sheen 40-minute rule. That's right. I don't even think I got to... I don't think I got to 40 minutes. This it, got to about, about 25 minutes. But um, I, I... This is your favorite thing you've watched? Uh, no. But, I mean, I just don't have a favorite. Uh, <laughs> okay. Because, right. I mean, I'm, I, the more I think about it... Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I tried a... Uh, I'll, just, I'll just talk about what I did actually start to watch and that is a documentary called southern fried bigfoot that was um it's an amazon prime product um sounds awful yeah well i mean it had the it was full frame so it had this you know you had the black bars on the sides which is a bad sign Mm. uh but still gave it a bit of a chance uh, about a 20 minute chance and it it didn't uh it didn't do it so so Southern Fried Bigfoot uh, documentary. If if you're adventurous, and if for some reason nothing else will load up, <laughs> ringing endorsement. That's right. Scathing review from Sheen <laughs> out of the box. And I, hey, everybody knows me and Bigfoot, and they know they know you have I a love I, affair I, of sorts. I, yeah, and I will give anything a chance if it's got Bigfoot in the title. There you go. And Todd will watch anything. Anything. The fact that he only made twenty minutes into this one says speaks volumes. Um, Anything, Scott. I'm afraid to ask. Do you want to go next, or I, I think I can. I can give it a shot. Right. Um, what you other? You mean uh, apart from 
the curse of Oak Island. Right, right. I mean, you can say that again mm. if you want. By the way, for the past two weeks, I mean, nothing oh. has gone on. on nothing island. at all. I'm ashamed it's, to say I didn't watch any this week. It's, Even after you, well, take us, take us, just a brief journey in let's say the last episode just give us an idea of what in two hours the biggest thing that happened is they think they may have found a small bone that might be human in the, one of the holes they were looking in how do you mm. watch that <laughs> a small <laughs> was it was it a whale bone or no you saying it was human bone? they think they think ho- maybe. they think hopefully maybe so what is your favorite uh I didn't see anything that I could possibly qualify as my favorite. I did watch that uh, Nick Cage movie where he plays the guy that goes over to hunt for Osama bin Laden. Oh, yeah. Um, Army of One. Army of One. And what'd you think? Man, he goes overboard. Does he? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I got to see it then. (laughs) Like, if, if you can imagine Nick Cage, like, you can, you already have in your mind what Nick Cage is going to do with that role. And then he goes over that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So so uh, comparing it, let's say, to the, the scene in Wicker Man where they put the thing over his head and yeah. put bees in there with him, is it? And it, But it's not completely awful. I'll say yeah. that. Like, it's it's watchable. Again, kind of something like your recommendation if, if you're bored. But, like, it's not torture to watch it. I'd say that. Uh, and he... There's there's a couple of good scenes where uh, Rain Wilson are in the CIA. This the scenes with him with Nick Cage and the CIA guys are are kind of funny. Those are funny, and uh, the stuff over in Pakistan is funny. Uh, the stuff like it, it. There's scenes that could have been wholesale cut out of the movie. It's mm-hmm. too long, but um, yeah. The 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 big problem like I was having trouble with it, but then at the end they show like several clips of the actual dude. And then it like lets oh. you know just how far overboard Nick Cage went. Like you shouldn't even show these to us because then that, that like makes it much worse. The fact that he just went to town on is it. it supposed to be action or is it supposed to be like comedy or is it supposed to be campy or it's supposed to be yeah kind of think like a little bit campy funny and and a little bit strange like that you know yeah. they they played a little loose with reality and stuff on it. And, so. I did see part of it, by the way. I saw the part in the first forty minutes. First, first forty. It probably was probably fell in that in that <laughs> general area. I I, the, I remember seeing the scene in the uh, bar, yeah, where he pulls out the knife to throw at the dartboard or something. And yeah, was it a knife or something? Yes, yeah. And then he ends up stabbing uh, stabbing the guy. Sasso. Yeah, I, I will say I liked uh, I liked Russell Brand in it. He was, oh, yeah. he was. He did a good job. He was playing God, played, right? Played God, yeah. So that's me. Sounds what terrible. What about you? Wow, you all really brought some <laughs> yeah. good stuff. Hope Heat. you can beat that. <laughs> Favorite thing I watched this week. I hate to be the guy that says it, but I think M Night Shyamalan's back. Oh, I hate to be the guy that says it. Man, Split was good. Yeah. I watched it. Uh, yeah, I watched it Sunday. And I really, really liked it. I thought McAvoy was pretty incredible. Um, I don't know. I don't think he got nominated for anything. Was that movie made too late for him to be nominated for any awards? Because he should have been nominated for a, a Best Actor It's award. probably release date, which makes it too yeah, late. Because it, it has to be released mm-hmm. in, what, 
at least two cities, two or three cities mm-hmm. before. I hope he gets a little recognition that, next year. Then, yeah. um, if it falls, because he was incredible. Like I just, I th- I am big on performances, and that dude gave a heck of a performance. He played um, a guy that had split personality disorder, um, whatever you call it now, disassociative uh, disorder. But uh, he plays seven different characters in the movie with his personalities and. Like, even his eyes change with every character he plays. It's incredible. Um, and the ending is actually good for an M. Night Shyamalan movie, which I feel like sometimes he tries too hard to make a good ending. I, this one was actually good. And it is in, I'll give this little teaser, it's in the universe of another M. Night Shyamalan movie, if nobody knew that. Oh, look at him. So, if that intrigues you enough to go see, I, I highly recommend... Split. It's one really, of his really one of his good. earlier films, I take it. Yes, one of his earlier ones. One of them that I also really liked. So okay, Signs, um, right? I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say anything. It's probably. I did signs like Signs, but I'm not gonna say anything. It's probably Unbreakable then. <coughs> was it The Sixth Sense? Not gonna say. Okay, <laughs> but it was probably one of those three, right? Well, probably one, either either one of those. No, the three fans don't mentioned. want me to say. They want to go see it, and I want you all to go see it so that we can talk about it. So, so was that revelation? Was that his twist? The 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 patented yes, it was twist because it ended. It, it didn't have a an ending that was like super ambiguous or super. Oh my gosh, he tried to he he tried to do the old bait and switch. It wasn't any of that. Um, it it had an ending. And then there was a reveal of he's okay, Bruce Willis, right? This it's actually Bruce in Willis. Another, in another, I'm not going to say it's Bruce Willis. I'm not going to tell you, but it was good. Oh, it's Mel Gibson's brother. It was good. It was it was walking. Fin- I mean, um, in, <laughs> no, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. Um, this guy never got sick. <laughs> so anyway, let's move on and talk about. The uh, news that kind of came out this week about a possible this is something else human like. pig hybrid. Nope. <laughs> wow. I, okay, we've got to be kidding we, me over there. We do a Google Docs that we all share, and um, we we kind of check it out and we add things to it as the week goes on. And I pulled it up a few minutes ago, and Scott Stafford just randomly added. <laughs> Human-pig hybrid to the list, <laughs> and I didn't know what the H was going on. <laughs> Scott, if you want to talk about the human-pig hybrid. Yeah, not in detail, but apparently... What, they, is, what, is, what is that? They, what are you talking about? Apparently they made that happen. They took some human DNA and, and took a, an embryonic pig, and they put them together, and now they've got a, they got a human-pig hybrid. Were they motivated by the Seinfeld episode? We're... Kramer chases him around the hospital. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. did they give credit to that? So, and apparently these things have a name. Sh- sh- I don't know how you pronounce it though. Shimera, Shimera. Oh yeah, yeah. that's a that's a. I thought that was the monkey. And any any human animal combo apparently really is yeah. a Shimera. So uh, they uh, yeah. So that's what they did, and thinking that they will. This is the beginning of making creatures that they can harvest their organs for us. So, so there's that everybody. Mm. I just, there's so many moral problems yeah, that I yeah. have with all of that. That's going to, it's not going to fly very well. I don't think, um, so they, you know, they've been trying to decide how, how are we going to grow organs for people? Uh, now since they, you know, hit stem cells, but how do we make them do what we want them to do and stuff like that? And, and then they were said, well, 
you know, maybe we can take animals and then put organs into those animals and have them, but then, you know, but, uh, well, they reject them and, or maybe we can take animal organs and put them into people and, and then they're trying to figure out how to combine the two. And then they came up with this thing and, but yeah, it exists. There is a, there's a human pig hybrid out there. Congrats everybody. Yeah. You know, you know, one thing I could tell you about a human pig hybrid that you might not know. Nope. And that is that a human pig hybrid could probably deliver a pizza faster than Domino's. <laughs> Domino's. We've been tracking this pizza for thirty GD minutes, and it's been on <laughs> out for delivery for at least fifteen of them. So, yeah, it's definitely on the GD. We're a little anxious. That's right. So, what was the other news? Um, did did I did I remember that right? Did Kramer chase a pig man around the hospital in an episode? Of yeah, I don't rem- in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. he was there. When, yeah, when yeah. George was there. For pig something. man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You don't recall that, Scott? I don't. That you one's could not... hear him. You could just you could, you heard him. You yeah. heard him squealing. Yeah. And then you'd you'd see like their reactions when he walked yeah. in and saw. Yeah. It's a pig man. So they did it first in the in the back of my mind somewhere. Yeah. I've got a little bit of that. Yeah. So the news I was going to bring up was that it looks like. After it had kind of been squashed, it looks like Hellboy 3 could happen, which is exciting for me. Ron Perlman, that SOB has has tried for years to, to get some heat on that and, and has with no success. And, and people keep asking Manola about it, and he's like, don't ask me anymore. It's yeah. not going to happen. But yeah, so, so this week, yeah, Guillermo... Del Toro, uh, who directed uh, the first two, uh, t- put out the mother of all teases on, on Twitter, and he started out with saying, uh, "Hellboy three, yes or hell yes," uh, and uh, as a as a poll question, and of course, you know, he got a bunch of answers on it, and then he put out another one that said, "If this gets more than a hundred thousand responses answers on the poll question, then uh, in twenty four hours, in twenty four right? yeah. hours, then I'll." Uh, We'll, we'll I'll move forward on this and talk to Perlman and, and Manola, and so it did. It you know it shot over it real quick, and he's like, "Okay, I'm doing this." And and then he puts up another tweet says, "I've already talked to Perlman, and he's in." Duh. Yeah, right. And then he said, yeah. "Next next step is to talk to Manola. Like he's gonna say no. Like what what are you gonna? Yeah, I think Selma Blair's gonna hold it up. <laughs> yeah, she's she busy. Won't, she won't she won't play ball. Yeah, I saw an interview with Perlman like just three months ago at Comic-Con where he basically said, no, it's not yeah. happening and quit talking about yeah, it. Yeah, because he tried last year, I think, right around Comic-Con, tried to make it happen on his own, and then I think after that he gave so up So he definitively finally. said no because he put forth the effort to get it to yes. happen and it just he ran into roadblocks. Yeah, he was, for, for years he was saying, I feel like this needs that. We got we have to make this happen, you and me, the uh, me and you, the fans. You know, this uh, story deserves to be finished. And and he was just hell bent on that. So, but no I'm exci- I'm excited. I've never you know I never bought into any of it and and didn't think it would happen. But I feel like Guillermo going that far. Yeah, I feel like there's actually a chance. And if it doesn't happen, then I'm done with him. He's a turd. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no joke. I don't care what he makes from now on. I won't watch it or give <laughs> I, him a dollar. I think he's still. I think he's still got enough clout to get it done now. Now in in five years he might not, but mm-hmm. uh, and I, and I you know I love I love a lot of his work. I didn't really I I really kind of was bummed out by Pacific Rim. Um, I just uh, I did I really wanted to like it and I just couldn't <laughs> like it at all. 
But I think even even with that one kind of underperforming, and I guess underperformed, but still they're they're the sequel's already shot, right? Yeah. Or and I liked it. it. I liked it. I liked it a lot more than you did. Yeah. Do you all like Hellboy? Yes. I loved Hellboy too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Like the, second the Golden was Army was incredible. Very strong. If yeah. you yeah. count that as a superhero film, which I don't know if I do or not, but if you did. Uh, Top three for me all time, and mm. and in the running for, for the, number for, one for yeah. Golden Army, right? Yeah, yeah. Golden okay. Army. Why uh, would you f- not consider it? I don't know, a comic just, movie because just because he's such character. an anti-hero. Yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah, but yeah, I would, I would almost feel like you'd have to. I, I guess because yeah. just because he doesn't come from one of the big two publishers, and right, and, it was Dark Horse, and, and, right? And, and, and yeah. It, yeah, it's got the comics got such a different feel to it, and. It's just, almost like more like a horror story than right. plays like one of those Which, old Marvel horror comics. Then. Right. Which why Del Toro is a perfect mm-hmm. choice yeah. for that. I mean, that guy. It is a great marriage, Del yeah, Toro really and, and Hellboy. Mm-hmm. And, and Perlman. The yeah, three yeah, of them. Right, the, yeah. The three of them together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would like to see him do it because I think, um, I mean, you know, I, did two really underperform as bad as they said it said It, did? it probably it did. Like it, yeah. I mean, I'd say it made money, but not enough for anybody to say, let's take a gamble on doing another one. Yeah. I just got to think that he's got enough clout still to get mm-hmm. to get that done just because of, of what he's been able to accomplish yeah. in the past. Let's hope. It's crazy that the credit will go to a Twitter poll. <laughs> yeah. If it happens, it's because of a Twitter poll. Well, yeah. But also, man, from what I discovered, that man doesn't sleep. He's... He's he, a Twitter. He's prolific. It's insane. <laughs> you can go at any time. Like if you're listening to this podcast right now, I guarantee you he's tweeting at this moment. <laughs> go check. It's nuts. He retweets all day, every day. It's like, how do you have time for this? What are you doing? Yeah, it has he, to be the only thing he does. He did. When a, he's not he did a, a massive one on John Carpenter. I mean, he was just mm-hmm. like lathering John Carpenter up there yeah. for a while, uh, and, talking about a lot of his. Uh, early films and how he was uh, inspired by those and everything. And spoiler alert, he's not Trump's biggest fan. That's like 90% <laughs> of his retweet. re- retweets. Him and Stephen King both. <laughs> I think he retweeted Stephen King, uh, as a matter of fact. They're retweeting each other. That's what half of them are. <clears throat> just, it, looks like, uh, it looks like some lackey might, be, might have just pulled up out front. Well, let's take a break. Let's take a quick break. And just so everybody knows, this is going to be a very comic book heavy <laughs> show. That's what most of our topics are about. But uh, we'll make it fun. But uh, yeah, let's take a break. We're going to get something oh, to eat. You hear the doorbell in the background. Uh, we're going we're gonna to grab some pizza. And uh, we'll be right back. You're listening the, to Talk Art. Hopefully the quality's there, right? All the gold in California is in the Gatlin boys theme song from the new uh, Matthew McConaughey picture right? <laughs> it might be uh, Scott you had some uh, interesting uh, Gatlin news today yeah I was uh, share? was regaling you all with the fact that uh, <laughs> burning up your morning with texts about Larry Gatlin being on Fox News uh, he was making mm. enchiladas. That was it. Just it was so interesting to me because it was one of them Gatlin boys that Kenny Rogers told us about, and he was making enchiladas on uh, on Fox News this morning. Of course, yeah. <laughs> of course he what, was. What else would he be doing? <laughs> <laughs> but oh, they man. they know where all the gold in California is. It's in a bank. Yeah, in the middle of Beverly Hills. <laughs> That's right. 
It only makes good sense. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Talk Hard. Uh, we've got our bellies full of Domino's pie, and we're raring yeah. to go. So, uh, What's your number one chain pizza? Number one chain pizza yeah. for me is uh, probably Snappy Tomato Pizza. All right. It's kind of well, a it's, chain. It's, but let me tell you about what, it. Out of the big ones, out of the big four or five. Let me tell you about the big four or five. <clears throat> Um, sorry about to, that. Got to get a deep clear first. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pizza Hut. No, I just uh, I just can't do Pizza Hut. Uh, Papa John's. I think. So. I, 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 I didn't want to do a rundown. We don't have fifteen well, minutes it, for this. This is, this is number this one is, pizza chain. This is part of the store story. It's um, and by by the big ones, you're talking you're talking Pete Papa John's. I'm talking about Papa John's Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. Domino's, Little Caesars, Little Caesars, well, yeah, and maybe that no one will ever. Try. Is there another one? Is there even another pizza place other than those four? Those are the big ones. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you my top one. I don't know if it would count either under the under the rules, but Mr. Gaddy's would probably be my top. Does that count? No. Gaddy's, Gaddy's mm-hmm. to go. Do they deliver? If I don't think if you don't deliver, then you're not in. I mean, they have. Gaddy's to goes that just deliver, <laughs> and they have drive through windows now, okay. so you can drive right through and get. Really? Gaddy's. So you go in Gaddy's over any of those? Yeah, huh? yeah. I like Gaddy's more than the aforementioned four. Yeah, I'll go Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut would be mine <laughs> if I can't have Gaddy's. Uh, if I can get a thin crust sausage, a pork sausage from uh, Pizza Hut, that's that's my pie. That's my chain pie. You all need to visit Snappy Tomato Pizza. I mean, I like Snappy Tomato. I like but... Snappy Tomato too, but it's not like you can get it. Right, you know, around the corner. They exactly, make which makes it a delicacy. They don't deliver. It makes it a delicacy because let's face it, all that other stuff you can get it anywhere. No. I mean, if Junction City's got it or Harrodsburg's got it, everybody's got it. All right, what's next? So it's settled, Mr. Gaddy. <laughs> all right, snappy on. tomato. Um, in our comic book heavy show, let's talk about the new Logan trailer that just oh. dropped on us. Uh, a couple days ago, as you're listening to this, Scott, what was your thoughts on the new Logan trailer? Have I, you seen it first of all? Yeah, and I've seen what'd it. You think? Don't do this to me, trailer. <laughs> don't don't make me believe in this movie, trailer. It's raising the bar, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. Like I'm like that's a really good trailer, and yeah. I I do not want to buy in. I don't. I'd... Two trailers so far, both of them really good yeah Yeah. the first one johnny cash made it and Mm -hmm. it looked it was intriguing but this one this one's this one's the real deal i mean it's like yeah yeah and todd called it todd todd uh on the last trailer went on the record to say he put he put his uh rep on the line and said this is gonna be a good movie he was feeling it I i still feel that way yeah and even more so after watching trailer number two i think it's uh I mean, and this is coming from somebody that doesn't know the comics, doesn't know Old Man Logan and all that. And I was telling him, you know, when, you know, I was astonished with the, you know, the fact that they pull out a, you know, a X-Men comic in the trailer, you know, and go meta and everything. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I didn't know that that, that was going to be part of it. Didn't know that existed in the comic. So, um, yeah, I, I think it, I think it has... A, a lot of potential. I think it gives 
Hugh Jackman a lot to chew on. I think he'll he'll be you know do the best with this that mm-hmm. that he's done. That'll it'll be it's a good you know this old version of Logan is is good for him right now, and, and I think it's a great role for Patrick Stewart right now too. Like I you know the old haggard you know like just barely getting by Professor X like like I was feeling that too, and uh you know and and the dynamic basically what I thought was you take. Uh, you take Hugh Jackman's Wolverine and you throw him into a Liam Neeson movie is what they look. That's what it looks like mm-hmm. to me. What they did, you know, and marry it with the old man Logan stories from the books. Yeah, and uh, I think that's that's a good formula right there. That's a that's a excellent <clears throat> idea, and uh, and not maybe not too unlike you know a movie that we're going to talk about later, The Professional, where you've got that dynamic of you know, you know, this one a little more appropriate of. You know, <laughs> protect the 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 as far as the, we know the little girl. Yeah, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I, I I'm I don't know, man. I, I just I'm scared of this movie and what it's making me think right now. If you're gonna do a soft side of Wolverine, which they've tried to do in the other movies, I think this is the way to do it: is making him the old man who just it, it'll make the berserker rage more effective. That he's old and he's kind of mellowed out and he's tired of fighting and he's hurting and that's the way to do a soft Wolverine. The, uh, the origins and um, the Wolverine tried to do it, and all it, it it just makes him look like a a sissy when he does it. Like the Wolverine of the comic books is not that way, but the old man Logan you can get by with it. And there's a reason because you know he's had two hundred years of right. nothing but murder, and now he's. He's old, and his body actually is starting to age a little bit. So you know, it, it makes sense. So it's going to work to for, put him in that place. Like I've, yeah. I'm done. I've had enough of like I've screwed everything up. Everybody's dead that I know. Right. Exactly. The, my only reservation about it, and this is something else we'll probably get into in the next one too. My only reservation is it makes me nervous a little bit when they try to make young kids badasses. Yeah. It, it's hard. It's a hard thing to pull off. Yeah, uh, it is. It's very difficult, I, and I think, and we again, we'll get into this later, yeah. so I won't go into it. But uh, definitely, the the world at large is ready for a little girl to be a badass. So yeah. if it works, they'll okay. be all over it. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think the um, the fact that um, the storyline kind of uh, mirrors what's going on with the fact that you know this is Jackman's last turn. Uh, mm-hmm. so the Wolverine's right. lifespan is, you know, getting ready to shuffle off, or or not, whatever. But I mean, <laughs> you've got you've got that yeah. you've got that, uh, you know, that kind of coming to an end yeah. feeling, and you know, I think it gives you a a good point, gives him a good point at at which to uh, make this character his his and. You know, if they reboot it or if they bring somebody else in later, it's fine. But it's still, he's the first and will be the one that's most remembered. I'll say this. uh, After that one, and it's the final one, I feel like I've got to make a call on, uh, I'll put put mine on the line and and I'll go along with Todd and I'll say it's going to be a good movie. And and I'm going to hate them if they ruin my record (laughs) on this. I, I can't go with y'all yet. <clears throat> yeah, I just don't have. I don't blame Wolverine's you. Wolverine's my favorite character in the comics. Mm-hmm. I've collected Wolverine comics since I was 
14 years old, and I've yet to see him done justice in a movie, except for maybe X2. X2, yeah. It's the closest they've gotten so far. So I'm still, but Old Man Logan's a little different character, so I, I have some hope, but I'm, I'm not willing to put anything on the line yet for it. The question I have, and I, and I, you know, obviously Days of Future Past came out and it rewrote, you know, with the uh, time travel and then the rewriting of history uh, and creating that alternate timeline that saw all the events of X3 basically erased. Mm-hmm. Does that, af- how does that affect the old man Logan story <laughs> yeah. or does it? Who knows? I hope they didn't even try to like work that in and let us know where this fits in yeah. their stupid timeline. Yeah, that thing is so screwed. Mm-hmm. It's, really, it's a mess. Please just ignore all of that. You, you all are morons for trying that. <laughs> um, if you're going to erase something though, let's, let's have it be a Brett Ratner movie though, right? Yeah. yeah and no doubt about it. Well, can we talk more comics? You got anything else? Oh, we got all kinds of comics to talk. <laughs> Let's talk more comics. Nerding out a little bit on Wolverine. Is that is the girl supposed to be X twenty three? Yes. Okay. Uh huh. That's a cool character too in the yeah, comics. Yeah. So, and for for anybody who's wondering, X twenty three is not his daughter. It's a clone of him. Somebody mm, made a clone okay. uh, of of Wolverine, and she's, she's a little girl. Yep. So there you go. Let's talk just a second about. And we'll blow through this pretty quick, but Suicide Squad, still making news. David Ayers came out uh, this week. Was it this week? Earlier this week? Yep. And said he has some regrets on uh, how what he did with Suicide Squad. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he said he regrets not making the Joker the main villain in Suicide Squad and keeping the film more grounded. <laughs> Yeah. A hundred percent agree yeah. with How, David Ayers. How'd you come up with that, yeah. Ayers? <clears throat> I will give him credit for admitting it though. Yeah. And he said he said, you know, the the thing that worked, uh, the thing that worked was the was the design and you know and all and all like, well yeah, you stole that right. jerkwad. Yeah. So yeah. he should have stopped while he was ahead with I made mistakes. Yeah, but there I mean clearly Are they okay with the design. Okay, let's go. But and and, and it's funny the, the the thing that made him say it was like I think he got a message or a tweet or something a Facebook message somebody had sent him that said and and all this was a response to that, but it started off with a, a fan saying this movie is perfect. You know, it's exactly the way it should it should be. So never apologize for the movie you make because it's perfection. And then he went on to say, "Well, you know, I appreciate that a lot." And but but we all know it's it, like nothing's perfect. And and then he so he he accepted, and right, and, right. and and went on to say, you know, it's made a ton of cash, which it has, which is crazy to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like that's justice in this world. Right. But um and then he probably ended that by saying thank you David Ayer senior for those kind <laughs> words. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So anyway, up your suicide squad. <laughs> I do like that he's willing to say something was wrong with it because yes. our boy Zack Snyder is not yeah. willing to no. say anything is wrong with anything he does ever when he <laughs> screws up every story that he does in this universe. That's very so, true. Michael Bay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, let's stick with comic books for just another second, <laughs> and uh, mainly because the the fans want us to, and in particular one fan. And this show does not disappoint that's the fans. Right. 
That's exactly right. You make a request of us, we're going to do our best to come through. Brandon Long uh, got a hold of us on Facebook and posed a question to us. Do you have the question that he... Uh, yeah, he asked who we would cast as Marvel's lesser characters, and he was particularly interested in Squirrel Girl. If you didn't know Squirrel Girl is a Marvel character, it is, and she's gotten a lot of heat in the books over the past two or three years. James Gunn's favorite female comic book character, he said, bl- of all time. Okay, yeah, and that's that sounds about right. Brian Michael Bendis, I think, is the writer who brought her back into uh, the popular consciousness, and, and yeah, she just kind of took off, and, and it's just kind of a, a goofy character that's silly, and everybody, uh, you know, they like her. So kind of like Kate McKinnon in Ghostbusters 3. Just loose cannon thrown out there. Is that who you're going to cast a Squirrel Girl? Is that your Kate pick? Kate McKinnon for Squirrel Girl. That was it's interesting. Not, well, I mean, uh, Ellen Page. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, you got one. I I like. Am I know, screwing up your? I jumped right into no, it. No, you're good. If we're going to cast Squirrel Squirrel Girl, Squirrel Squirrel Girl, <laughs> um, Squirrel Girl, I would. I, I, after doing some research, I came up with Emma Roberts. For Squirrel Girl. Okay, that's that's going deep. Just going with the look, You're earning your money there. Yeah, saving some, saving the studio some money. That's true. Yeah, and let let her have a breakout. She was mm-hmm. great in Weird the Millers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I'm gonna go. Oh, Emma Roberts. Okay, I was I was thinking you were. I thought I heard you say Emma Roberts, but I was thinking you were saying Emma Stone of the Roberts who, Dynasty, man. Right. Who doesn't? Right. Who probably doesn't need to act anymore. Yeah. Let's go with Emma Roberts. Let's give her a break. Okay. Yeah, she needs a break. I'll go uh, a little easier and 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 just right off the the top, I'll do. Um, <clears throat> and of course, my mind's gonna go blank as to what her name is. Uh, what's her name in the air? Oh, um, with Clooney, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> young lass. Yeah, good pod, everybody. Oh, uh, yeah, she's in the Pitch Perfects. Um, uh-huh. What's her face? Anna the... Kendrick. Anna, yeah, Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. There you go. She she was. I lo- knew her from Pitch Perfect, but not the other one. She so was that's... lobbying for it, so uh, that's, oh, that's bad. easy enough for me to say. Yeah, I'd give it to her. I think she's pretty good. Uh, did Did you come up with any other characters? And I came up with a couple of characters that haven't been in the movies yet, and my choice to cast them. I want to hear them. I want to hear All yours. Right. What about Nova? Uh-huh. Who hasn't been in one yet? Good yeah. character, John Krasinski. Yeah, yeah. Krasinski was actually in the running for Captain America. Um, if you, if nobody knew that, huh? I would have never bought him as Captain. America. I wouldn't either. He doesn't have lean. the face. He doesn't have the jaw for it. Yeah, he can, but he can bulk up. Did you see him in the <laughs> where he was in uh, thirteen hours? Yeah, yeah. He can bulk. Hey, up. Anybody can bulk up, man. Anybody can bulk up. I don't think I can. You can not in the up. right way. You can you can <laughs> bulk up the right way. Hey, he's too doughy. Yeah, he's a he's a dough boy. By the way, nobody in history more freakish of bulking up whenever he wanted to than Nick Cage in his prime. <laughs> That's true. <clears throat> yeah, dude was swollen when right, he wanted yeah. to be. Yeah. Speaking of that, just kind of as a side note, and we didn't talk about this at all or have it on our notes, but um, did you hear Tom Hardy say? He basically ruined his body bulking up so quick to be yeah, Bane. Right. Bane, That's kind of nuts. Bane and that other movie that I haven't seen um, where he's the bald guy with the mustache. He's in Bronson. Bronson. Bronson yeah. was god-awful. Don't watch it. <laughs> I think we. I think I tried to get you to watch that too because <sighs> it's the, the 
premise sounds so sounds good with great. him. In, yeah. Where it, he thinks he's Charles Bronson. He's in prison so long and he goes so nuts being in isolation yeah. so long. He thinks he's, he convinces himself he's Charles Bronson. I stopped watching the movie when a dude, they sh- <laughs> literally show a guy crap into his own hand. And I was, was done. Was it Rick Majerus? <laughs> he looked like him. Hey, this there is what was you guys played like tonight. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a deep call for any... College basketball fans yeah, out there, yeah. look it up. Where's my toe? Look it up. Yeah, but Tom Hardy said he, he basically blew out his back. Wow, uh, bulking up so quickly to be Bane. Yeah, and and it was a mistake to do that. So, um, so yeah, nobody can bulk up quicker than Tom Hardy mm. at his own expense. Yeah, it's got to be yeah. really bad for you what they do. Some of those guys, like, uh, wow, I'm doing great with the names tonight. <laughs> Those guys are, are, you're right, you're dead on, though. It Christian is Bale, I finally came up with uh, one. Thank you, Brain. Uh, Christian Bale, you know, will go down to nothing, and yeah. then next oh movie, gosh. The get machinist. up to Batman size. Yeah, The Machinist. Yeah. The Machinist, and then, he looked like a corpse. Didn't he do that one in between Batman movies? Um, Maybe. I think it might have been before. Before. But, he, but I think he did that, it seemed like he did uh, He did have oh. another drastic weight loss. Yeah, and, and American Psycho he was big for, so. Yeah, yeah. Bradley Cooper, too. Yeah. He, the way he bulked up for American Sniper, and that yeah. is a scrawny dude. So. You want to you move on? Uh, the next, let's, let's I got a couple more. Yeah, I want to hear a couple more. Uh, I, I, I don't think I do. Uh, the next one, one of your favorites. He's not really a minor character, but Namor. Oh, the sub mariner side. Sub mariner. Yeah, take it easy, Ty. <laughs> yeah. Sub as That's in right. below. <laughs> um, and I I picked Zachary Quinto. Yeah, for the sub yeah, yeah, I can see that. Quinto's good. It, could he bulk up? Because that's that, that's one where you, you, little, you yeah. gotta you gotta. Yeah. I guess we could see. And we're a lot of talk on this episode of talk art of dudes bulking up. Ooh, that's yeah. what we like. That's right. <laughs> who can who can get ripped? <laughs> this segment of a talk art is called getting ripped. Straight up ripped. <laughs> getting ripped and bulky. <laughs> uh, all right, Wonder Man. Shout out to Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> who there. can play Wonder Man better than Dolph? It might be past his time. Not nope. He's ageless. <laughs> I'll go John Hamm for sure on yeah, Wonder good. Man. If you're being serious, that's good. But I'll, I'll never <laughs> shout out the Dolphin. <laughs> yeah, John Hamm, I like that too. Todd's got a lot of input on these, think, Wonder on, Man? on these lesser known powerful yeah, characters. Uh, I've obviously heard of Namor. <laughs> not heard of. Uh, but Nova. not the, You haven't heard of the, the Submariner. Oh, I've you're heard, not familiar with well, the Submariner. Uh, I've, I've, I know of his distant cousin. For just a, a quick call back at one point, Todd Sheen called Scott Stafford Namor the Anal Mariner <laughs> in the heat of battle on a it, basketball cause I, court. Because I was watching, I was wearing a Namor the Submariner That's T-shirt. Right. So listen, when 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 you're on the battlefield, guys, it's just yeah. it's just a whole it's fair. a totally different That's right. scenario. We we hugged afterwards. Yeah. We right. we talked about getting ripped, but you know, bulked up ripped. I made a heinous <laughs> error in in. Trying to go toe to toe for some reason in in a battle of words <laughs> at that age with Todd. I, I just had a I had I'd had a few more years under the tutelage of Alan Ross, giving me uh, plenty of pointers there. So, so let's move on, shall we? Let's Are do we it. done? Are we done with comics? Let's be, let's be done with comics. Well, let's for a while. Uh, yeah, and let's take a little break. And what are we coming yeah. back with? 
Let's come back with the results of the game, everybody. Oh, man. Who won this week's game? Who could it have been? With Triple X, the return of Xander Cage. We'll find out. You're listening to Talk Art. question is it Benny Bardones or is it as I called him for probably three months Benny Mirandes and I think I finally figured it out but for the longest time man it just Mirandes felt so right yeah we just call him Benny the pedophile in our house (laughs) and it in the spirit of forbidden <laughs> young love. <laughs> Man, we are being Attack. hard on Leon before we ever get into this thing. <laughs> All right, let's play the game. Right. So, last week, the game was Rotten Tomatoes score. What would the Rotten Tomatoes score be at the time of our recording for Triple X, <laughs> the return of Xander Cage? Let's go over what we said they would be. Scott Stafford picked 9%. And I felt decent about it. I thought I probably undershot it, but I nine, felt pretty good about it. Nine At 9. <laughs> Single digits. I went 24 yeah, that's probably more like it. Which I is thought. probably where I thought. Yeah, I thought yeah, it's going to be low twenties. Yeah, Todd uh, is obsessed with the number twenty-seven, so he picked twenty-seven percent <laughs> again. Uh, again, yeah. Right now, as we sit, Return of Xander Cage, forty-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Forty-four. That's better than expected. It started out like believe. a rocket. Like it was. It was up there. It was certified fresh for a little yeah. while. Yeah. And I thought, so yeah, this is, mm. I'm glad it came back down to earth because I was going to, yeah, totally think something's wrong. Jeez Louise, man. 40, so Todd Sheen. Todd Sheen's our winner. I begrudgingly accept <laughs> the honor. The second It's hard, it's hard to be happy, you know. The walks off the game, but my goodness. Who would ever, 44 is double what I thought. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah. what? Five times more than you thought? <laughs> yeah. 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 I, it sounds like, you know, people thought it, you know, went and said, this is not very good, but it's fun, I'm guessing. Is Vin Diesel back? We've already said, I've already said M. Knight's back on this podcast. <laughs> Vin Diesel back? I don't feel like Vin ever went away. He's always going to have his did di- he ever, diesel knots. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. For me, it's it's pitch black, and then well, he's just... I mean, when a guy has a line... I live my life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> He's arrived. Yeah. He's here. He's on the scene. Or I am Groot. Or I am, I am Groot. How much which do they pay him my, to say I my am Groot? brother-in-law, TJ, said was his best performance ever. was in that movie. <laughs> Might be true. <laughs> well, and, and now since he's little Groot, I mean, are, is he still doing the VO and they're just processing I, it? I think so. Yeah, I think so. You get paid for... Somebody to run your voice through an audacity. I want to know that dollar figure because, yeah, yeah, and it would make you lose all faith in humanity. Anyway, 
All right, so Todd, you're the winner. Congratulations. Hey, all right, thanks. And that means you get to assign Scott and I something to watch that we'll talk about on the next podcast. So what do you got for us? Well, I, you know, Scott Scott selected uh, The Professional, which is... Which we're getting ready to talk albeit about. Albeit very creepy uh, in, a, in a different kind of way. Uh, the, my first... Not the fact that I picked it. No, no, no. The no. movie itself. No, you're okay. <laughs> Looks good on you. Um, but the the my my first my first instinct was I want them to watch um, Silent Night Deadly Night two. <laughs> of but course. I don't know. If, I don't know if you can. I don't even know if you can find that. Uh, to be honest, um, it's got to be out there. I bet so, it's on YouTube. Yeah, free. All right, Silent Night, Deadly Night two. Then all right, okay. If we can't find it, we'll reconvene and we'll figure something else out. But that's what we're going with. Then I'm gonna write it down. And if you feel like, oh wait a minute, I can't watch Silent Night, Deadly Night two because I haven't seen Silent Night, Deadly Night yet. <laughs> Let me assure you that uh, over half of the film is flashbacks from Silent Night, Deadly Night. There's so only we'll about it. maybe 30 to 40 minutes of actual new material, but that's what makes it such a grand piece. Can I ask why this is your your first time <laughs> winning the game and this is your pick for us to watch? Can, exactly. Is it it's, a fair question to ask? Yeah, it's it's almost, it's it's like winning the lottery and just saying, what I'll tell can you I what, make them watch? Here's the ticket. <laughs> I just want that milk dud box. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it's exactly like that, uh, but you know, I, honestly, right now, I can't think of anything else I'd rather you all watch. Okay, I want fair the, enough. I want the plastic fangs. I, I've got three thousand tickets. <laughs> give me those three thousand. Give me yeah. those plastic fangs. Yeah. Well, you deserve them. Give me two thousand Jolly Rangers. <laughs> right, Staff. Yeah. All right. Well, last week's winner, Scott Stafford, chose for us to watch the Professional. And Scott, do you want to revisit why that was your pick? Because Alan Martin had never seen it, and it was one of my f- absolute favorite movies in the 90s. Um, well, actually, I didn't discover it probably until, well, yeah, I probably discovered it somewhere around 99, 90, uh, it was made in 95, 94, 94, 94, 94 yeah, and uh, so... I loved it. I wanted you to watch it. I wanted to see if it, uh, if I still felt the same about it because it had been, you know, the better part of a decade since I'd seen it. Seven, probably seven years, seven or eight years, something like that. Um, so that's why. So let's stay on that track. You've revisited it now. Yeah. First of, wait, first of all, let me give a little synopsis. Uh, the Professional is set in New York. Uh, and it's about a quote-unquote uh, Italian hitman. Um, a young girl in his building is, uh, her family is murdered, and he reluctantly takes her in and uh, therefore has to protect her uh, throughout the rest of the film uh, as they kind of grow closer. So that's what it's about, and we all watched the American theatrical version, which is uh, very important. So did did you feel as good about it this as you after you revisited it as uh, you remember it i'll say yes and by the way ladies and gentlemen all of you please if if you decide to watch it because of this 
watch that shorter version. <laughs> Have you watched both? Yes. Yeah, I the did. long one is just too much? It's too much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything I, that you don't like out of the shorter one, it, yeah. it gives you a lot get more of doses. that. Yeah, you get, <laughs> it's get more, it's it's more, more relationship that. I've heard <laughs> material than, yeah. than action scenes oh, or anything. Oh. Yeah, uh, yeah. So... Um, but I did. I, at first, I thought I'm not going to because the the very first uh, scene, I'm like, this is yeah, this is feeling a little hokey, like I was afraid of. It's feeling '90s hokey action sequence and a lot of, you know, and so many '90s movies kind of drew off of this one. Um, but after that, after that, I was good to go. Like, uh, for, it was exactly what I remembered it as after we got past that first scene. And uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. So yeah, good news there. Yeah, we just we talked about it after our Mount Rushmore of bad A's, uh-huh. and you asked if I'd seen it, and I said no. And so you said you have to watch it because he he could have made the list. Yeah, Leon could have. Yeah, I I agree with that. He was awesome when when he goes into cleaning mode. Yeah, right. Yeah, if he's drinking milk, <laughs> or if he's Watered doing his other things. Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Watering his plant, yeah, um, and it's very nineties. But the yeah. the knit cap, those round glasses, black trench coat, yeah. is I mean it, it's in it's song, very French, but in it's very song perfect. By Sting, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, Sting <laughs> you know. and Bjork are the two <laughs> the two songs on. It's like nineties, <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, so what what did you? I'm dying to know what you thought. I really really liked it. I had problems with it, but I really, really, really liked <laughs> yeah. it. It is very 90s, and I think if I'd have seen it uh-huh. in that wheelhouse of 90s, diehard, that kind of thing, mm. I think I would have liked it more than I do now seeing it, you know, in my 40s. Right, right. But um, I really, really did like it, uh, probably more than I thought I would, because I had put it off because I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It seems very. I watched mm-hmm. the trailer. The trailer was yeah. super 90s. It seemed really Frenchish, <laughs> yeah, because of the director and all that stuff. And that's one thing. One of the notes I made was that it it did seem like it was a portrayal of how a French person would see New York. Like some of the <laughs> and look. that's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It was it he it, 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 it was inspired by New York, and he's a he's a, as French of a guy as you can get, Luc Besson. <laughs> And uh, so that's exactly what it is. And they shot those exteriors. They shot the street scenes first in New York, and then everything else they shot in Paris. Mm-hmm. So that's if if anybody's wondering why does it also feel so French, then that's part of it because yeah, all the interiors are in France. Yeah, so I, I loved Leon, but I also love his antagonist. I love Gary Oldman and yeah. the bad guy he played. That dude was nutso yeah it was kind of awesome norman stansfield stansfield yeah stansfield yeah yeah um i believe he makes a lot of lists for you know greatest cinematic villains norman stanfield has made some of those lists and uh it's one of those things that you can't get out of your head yeah like He's disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> he is. And like, that's just one of those performances. Like, if you see that movie, you'll always remember, like, when you think of Gary Oldman, that's yeah. one of the things you'll remember is it, it, this role, or at least it is yeah. for me. It might be not, always the t- first thing that comes to my mind is him in this movie. And this, and you know, if you want to go very specific, him popping those pills in his mouth and freaking out when he does it. Yeah. Well, and yeah, just that dress eyes <laughs> rolling back in his head. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so he was—he's popping his neck out of 
out of socket or I, something. I think that the crunching the pill makes a noise. And then, yeah, he always like snaps his neck and I couldn't tell. And like, I don't remember if that was making a noise too, but yeah, the, the pill is the loudest pill in the world. I don't know what pills you get. Like they're made out of glass or something. Yeah. <laughs> or cherry bombs yeah. or something. Yeah. And he yeah. will shoot a child at point blank. And yes. Not even, yeah. Like not even care. He's right in the back if he has to. Yeah. Did we see the her little brother die in this one? You, you don't, don't see, it. see it. You see it in the extended one, don't you? Do you? Uh, I think so. If I remember correctly. Wow. I didn't. I didn't. I haven't. I can't remember. For, yeah, it's one, been yeah. too long. I mean, you you know, in the American version, I th- you see him running. Uh huh. You see, you see another angle. You see the the, the shot, and then you kind of get that. And uh, it's almost weird because he just kind of disappears. Right. Yeah. And you find out later that he died. You so see I'm, the chalk, I'm fairly you see the chalk certain line you see later. him get shot. In you see the, the chalk line extended, later of, yeah. of his body. Right. Um, which, you know, it's, uh, you didn't see a lot of that back in the, in the 90s. Well, you know, you, you wouldn't, anytime you endanger a child, uh, it just wasn't, it's just not heard of. I mean, uh, Amer- most American-based films anyway, you don't see that, but. Different sensibility. Uh, I, I still liked it. Um, I saw it either 94 or 95. I can't remember which. Probably watched it. Uh, probably watched it on home video. So good old full frame VHS mm-hmm. um, whenever I saw it. Um, and I, I enjoyed it then. I enjoyed the... I, I liked Luke Besson's work. Um, and, and, you know... Uh, Gary played a, a villain in uh, Fifth Element, uh, mm-hmm. more of a comedic villain, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a, it seemed like he had a Southern accent too, yeah. uh, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very. It strange. was really weird. Yeah, everything about Fifth Element. And and speaking of that, and this ticked me off, or like just just you know, <laughs> just rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, but since you mentioned the Fifth Element, this movie was made. Um, yeah, he planned. Leon as a filler project because the fifth element got delayed in the middle of shooting because uh, Bruce Willis had to shoot something else. So rather than dismiss the production team and, and lose creative momentum, he decided to do this as a filler in the middle and it took him 30 days to write it and 90 days to shoot it. What? And like, yeah, so it's like that, that's like ticks me off a little bit. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize it was that close to the release of uh, Fifth Element. I can't remember when Fifth yeah. Element came out, but because like if this was the one movie that, you know, we've talked before, I like, I would like to make the one movie that I was completely satisfied with. Like, I felt like I did the best I could. Like, if, if this was it, I would feel pretty happy with that. Like, I would be, I would be satisfied. And, you know, he wrote it in 30 days and shot it in 90. Start to finish. Just months. because he needed something to do in the middle of while he was Man. waiting for Bruce to come back. Yeah. 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 Not, not bad. Merry Christmas, Mr. Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> I also loved the. <clears throat> I, what I would say designate as the ending. I love the way it ended. I love, yes, I love Leon's escape and the showdown with him and Oldman in the, in the tunnel or whatever mm-hmm. with the, with the grenade pin. I thought all that was great. And I also loved it because when Leon was done, he's done. And now 25 years later, people can't bring it back up and reboot it. Or I guess you could reboot it, but yeah. you can't bring that character back in. And yeah. And spoiler alert, stupid. everybody. Oh yeah! If you if you don't yeah. want to know what happens, we're I just about said to, it. Yeah, yeah, and we're about to get more detailed in it. Like if you if you if you're at least like a little hazy on what happened, then, yeah. then stop right here and come back and listen to the rest later after you watch it. But uh, him disguising himself as the 
as, as the mm-hmm. trooper or whatever yeah. and sneaking out and mm-hmm. Oldman being the only guy to catch it and the the, the showdown. It, it all it works. It was great, man. Yeah. It was awesome. It was good writing for an action movie. It really was. And it's a beautiful scene at the end and mm-hmm. it's beautifully shot. Like every single one of those shots in that very last sequence where, he, you know, he's... And you can just see it all over his face. Like, there's the open door, the light's coming through, you can see the light on his face, he takes the mask off, it's in it's in slow motion, and, uh, you know, and, and he made it. And then all of a sudden, here comes uh, Oldman into frame, and it's, you know, it's head and shoulders, and then the gun raises up into frame, mm-hmm. and, and, yeah, it's all, it's perfectly done. You see, yeah, you see his, you see his, va- uh, yes. uh, Leon's vantage point, you see kind of a, a hazy flash. kind of flash, like uh-huh. he's he's leaving this place, and and then the uh, you know the POV shot of him kind of falling mm-hmm. to the side. Very well done, as far as I mean. Well, why not? You know, as good a death scene probably as there is. Right? It's very good, yeah. and yeah. Uh, you just uh, to this day. I mean, you, you don't get a lot of a lot many movies where they're willing to kill the lead, right? Uh, especially in you know in an action movie, and you know '90s gave you two that I can think of in Braveheart and this. You know mm-hmm. Braveheart didn't have much of a choice, <laughs> right? Yeah, but you know this one, and it was just yeah, so well done. I love that ending. I'm pretty sure the ending of Braveheart that was probably shot on sticks, right? <laughs> yeah, or was that a dolly? I'm not sure. <laughs> Sorry, inside joke. <clears throat> uh, the um. You know the the thing about um, the thing, thing about Jean Reno, he was a very uh, popular French actor uh, mm-hmm. and had done several several films and was you know was big over there, but just you know not your you know mm-hmm. not your bohunk yeah uh, that you would normally right. think of and thank goodness for you know Luc Besson because like mm-hmm. you know the fact that he did this he's completely responsible that's why Jean Renault gets this role and I mm-hmm. love that he did because I other than like you know I feel like he's in like some movie like Heat or you know he's in a few a couple movies like that or, yeah, or Ocean's Eleven or wasn't much yeah, yeah a few little small roles here and there he's and in I, both of the Pink Panther oh that's right as, as yeah or uh-huh. new movies the yeah so I'm really glad this exists because he's fantastic in it. And that's one of the things that work is Jean Reno and Oldman and Portman are all fantastic. And I love all three of them and I love their characters. I even love Danny Aiello's character. Like, Aiello was very good. Yeah. For very as little good. as Tony is in it, like I know exactly who that dude is. Mm-hmm. Like I know who that character is and, and he's got some complexity to him. Just, just the, the nuance of him wanting to, not give him his money, but being very crafty right. about it. And like, you know, I, I, yeah, if it's your money, if you want right. it right now, like that didn't have to be in there at all, but it's just a little character trait that lets you know exactly yeah. who that dude is. Cause um, you think at the time it's like, he's, he's stiffening him. He's, or he's yeah. going to stiff him. You know, we're going to see that he's going to stiff him. Um, and you know, and it's, and obviously Tony is the guy that gets him his mm-hmm. jobs. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And it's because he's he's got the money. Like he doesn't. He's not a big time. You know, he's not a, a, a Don who has all the money in the world and can just you know snap his fingers and produce that kind of cash. It's you know he's kind of a small time guy. And like yeah, maybe he can get it, but not all at once. Like what he mm-hmm. owes that guy, he, you know, he can't get it all at once. So yeah, I just kind of love those little things. Um, and, and she's so good. 
She, wow. I mean, I remember seeing it, you know, 20, 22, 23 years ago. And, uh, and just thinking to myself, wow, she's really got it. Mm-hmm. Just from the get-go, I mean, the her opening scene, you know, she starts out with her and she's, you know, she's kind of um, assaulted by her dad. Uh, and, you know, we get that emotion right from the get-go and... You're just kind yeah. of pulled into that. Yeah, she she pulls me in every mm-hmm. every time. Like I feel her pain, like you know when and when she's crying and she produces the tears on like I and when she's in those moments, like I'm feeling it, oh, especially yeah. when she's standing in front of the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. What she did yeah. walking past that room with the milk yeah. and stuff. Again, incredible. a really well written scene. <laughs> yeah, you know where incredible. where I don't, I don't know that I would have come up with that, and and that's so like so good and so perfect that yeah mm-hmm. she 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 just bypasses what's going on in her apartment, walks straight to his door and is, is just pleading with him to open the yeah. door. And it's, and, and the fact that he, you know, like another writer might, he opened the door right away, yeah. but yeah. he's, he's you know, conflicted. Yeah. 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 He's, <laughs> do I give away I what it means when he opens exactly. the door? Exactly. Yeah. And there's so many of those moments he, that, that they know exactly what it means when they make a decision. Um, and there's conflict, inner conflict that you can tell is by the way they yeah. were directed, by the way the story was written. Yeah. I love Matilda in this, and I feel like, yeah. and and you know, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, but that might be her the her best role, her best performance. That she like, I like Natalie, but yeah, I love Natalie, but uh, that might to me that might be her best performance. And a lot it, of people at eleven years at eleven years old. A lot of people say that, and mm. uh, I mean, it's. Better than uh, the Amadal, the <laughs> yeah. Padme stuff well, by as, far. Yeah. As well as directed as she was in that, I don't know. How yeah, she... <laughs> it's, it's hard to. Yeah, if we could have had Luke Besson do the Star Wars prequel trilogy, who knows? Mm-hmm. Who and knows? and I just didn't get the the Black Swan thing. I mean, no, I didn't. I didn't. I, I don't see as much in that role as I do in this one. Yeah, yeah, she was she was incredible, um, and he was incredible. What about his Thor's girlfriend? <laughs> I could tell she was love. Yeah. She's into she that. Was into too. It, yeah. yeah, so into it. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at her filmography. I don't see, I don't see anything to put up against it. Uh, maybe Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Zero yeah. zero Oscar noms for this thing uh, in '95. By the way, I'm talking about her performance because mm. I was wondering. I was wondering, like, did she get one? And I so I went and looked it up. No nominations of any kind. That that was a heck of a year, mm-hmm. though. Oh, for ninety four. Right? Yes, for yeah, your ninety four movies at the ninety five Oscars. Yeah, Shawshank, Pulp Fiction, Forrest Gump. Wow, I mean those three right From there. Dusk Dawn. You're talking about well. Yeah, we well, come on I mean. now. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> those three. You're talking about. Yeah. You could argue that that's like somebody yeah. could make the argument. Those are the top three movies. Of the whole decade, of the decade, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Hoop dreams. Uh, Ed Wood wasn't was yes. Ed Wood that year. Speed. Which wow. Speed, you know, you know, isn't going to win any awards, but I mean, it was a huge. The Crow, uh, and I again, I know, but the was Crow, that a ninety four or was it earlier? I think it was ninety four. Um. So yeah, Zemeckis won uh, director for Gump, uh Tom Hanks won for lead actor and Morgan Freeman was also in that bunch. Um supporting actor which uh Jean Renault would have been in uh 
Martin Landau, one for Ed Wood. Ed Wood as uh, Bill Lugosi. Yeah, Samuel J- L. Jackson was in that for Pulp Fiction. Uh, lead actress, which I would assume Natalie would have been the lead, wouldn't you think? Ha- yeah, yeah, ha- I would think would have to be. Now, this is where I feel like got robbed a little bit, because Jessica Lange won for Blue Sky, and then, which, to be fair, I haven't seen it. I so seen that's, it. that's, Tommy that's not Lee fair Jones of me to say, but no, but it's not like I ever hear anybody talk about Blue Sky. Um, so, yeah, it's totally unfair of me. But Jodie Foster was for Nail and Winona Ryder for Little Women. Tay in the wind. <laughs> Nail. Yeah. <laughs> Tay in the wind. Yeah, and, and I can't believe that Winona Ryder ever deserves a nomination, ever. For what was that? <laughs> Little Women. Little For women. no matter what her she's been in, you know. Um, apart from Beetlejuice, I'll actually I'll, I'll give it to her for Beetlejuice and cinematography. There was Venona Vitriol <laughs> <laughs> after man after uh, Stranger Things, dude. Oh, sheesh! Is it is it too much? She's too much. I too agree. Much. Cinematography, which I felt like this thing should have got a nom for. Maybe I I really like the look of it, and yep. it's so colorful, and and mm-hmm. but didn't go overboard with its angles, even though they they were a little extreme. And like it, they're '90s, but they're not like some '90s films. You're like, good grief, with this. And like to me, I loved it. I love the look of it. Uh, but cinematography uh, in those Oscars, John Toll. Would anybody like to guess the movie? Oh, that John Toll was uh-huh. the director of cinematography. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't guess it was. It wouldn't have been uh, Forrest Gump. It was Legends of the Fall. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. All right. So I need that money, Tom. That's a. I'm sorry. That's my take. Of, it's good stuff. Uh, that's Brad Pitt in uh, what was the one about the Himalayas? <laughs> Uh, seven years in Tibet, wasn't that it? Yeah, I think he says. I think I don't know if it was in the trailer. Uh, he says, but it's this you know magical moment where he says, "Yeah, we're going to the Himalayas." <laughs> it's hair, like he's sitting right here. His hair was so pretty, though. The Himalayas. Yeah, well, you know when you're. That's what made him Brad Pitt that movie. Yeah, like to totally get Legends up on a tangent. Let's not go down yeah. there. But yeah, that's yeah. what made him. He's the prettiest thing on earth. I yeah. think was that's yeah. when he became that for, not for me, but All right. And by the way, the that money that I need that money, Tom. He was uh, again. That's I know what you're saying. Brad Pitt's right here in the room. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was around. the Devil's Own. With uh, that line came from the Devil's Own uh, with Harrison Ford in Hell's Kitchen, where. Brad Pitt was a just a right. delight. Uh, what else, Alan? What? A- well, we've named a lot of things we like. Can we? Can we talk about at least one we you, didn't? You have to. We've right? handed around. We, we have to talk show. about it. We, you can't. Why? You can't discuss this movie and not confront yeah. uh, the sexual tension. I felt weird. The sexual <laughs> elephant in the room. It made me feel very weird watching a few of those scenes. And I can't, you're saying the director's cut goes a little bit deeper into that, maybe, but the, I, uh, I can't imagine. The director's cut does go deeper into it, and it's definitely, you know, I, I could do without it. Like, it, to me, it does make these characters deeper. And it does, especially her, it makes her more real. And maybe it even makes him more likable. Like, I like, it was his decision. He's more likable? Him, yeah, because he wants no part of it in, okay. my, in my mind. And he played it, uh, it was his decision to make him slow 
to make Leon slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she would be controlling the situation and she would be emotionally in charge at all times, which is a very smart decision. Mm-hmm. So thank goodness for him on that one. Um, but his performance, a lot of it is how he reacts to that stuff. And, and he does it really well, even if it's uncomfortable and it's like gross and I could do without this, he does it as well as you possibly could. Um, but to me, it does make her more real. You know, it adds to her, like it's, it's so much of that character and it is super weird and I could do without it, but still it does add to her character. Um, but yeah, the, it is worse. The, the extended cut is worse and, and, and way crosses that line that I could handle. But apparently the script was 10 times worse really? than that. Yeah, man. Those French people. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank, and thank that, goodness for non shots. Yeah. And that, so, uh, if you haven't seen it and you're not going to see it, Leon is a professional Italian hitman. which ha ha ha. <laughs> like what? Like he's as French as <laughs> right. any yeah. man could possibly be. Like there's no way I'm buying that he's Italian ever. Um, but he's supposed to be an Italian hitman. He's probably 40 ish. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's thirteen. The character's supposed to be thirteen or fourteen, somewhere in there. Natalie was eleven at the time. Barf. Yeah. Uh, I think IMDb says it's a twelve-year-old girl. Okay. So, um, <coughs> but, regardless, Benny Benny Mardones looks like the same. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So <laughs> they say in the script that uh, yeah that it was way worse, and that Portman's parents forced a lot of like uh, to roll it way back that they didn't even want her to take the role but she really wanted to do it and then they you know made sure a lot of stuff got cut out like he i don't even, i don't even want to <laughs> go into it but <clears throat> yeah uh, yeah uh they they do like become lovers in the script and which gross like no. i like yeah no i, I got I, I couldn't handle this movie whatsoever like no. i wish there was a little bit less as it is even right. even in the theatrical one yeah, yeah in the theatrical one yeah. i could i could do with yeah. less way less like any any hint of like you could you could hint at it a little bit that she might see him that way because right. it, it makes sense yeah yeah but just keep it at that like let you know just hint at it and and we would get it and you don't have to, you, you, yeah. So right, I don't know yeah. what's going on with Luke Besson and his script. He and, likes his women. <laughs> likes his, yeah. Before they're women. And yeah. he likes some Polanski you know, style. Actually, I think he, uh, if um, if I read correctly, his either second or I think maybe his second wife, uh, he started um, he started. A relationship with her when she was fifteen. <laughs> if this does, uh, if this rings true, I, I don't know when they were married, but uh, they did. They did marry, but I mean, obviously, uh, you know, when you're in France, and La Femme Nikita is not too much unlike this, right? I mean, it's got some right. type of similar. Yeah. Um, so, how did you all feel about it? Like, I, just to be clear, I do not like it. Just for anybody that was hearing the earlier thing about that, I feel like it adds to their characters. That doesn't mean that I like it. I don't want it in there. If I could choose, yeah, I, it, there would be a hint, and that's it. Like a very like not. I would I would get rid of all of it. Yeah. Uh, but how did <laughs> like did it make you? Did it lose you? How close did it come to like crossing the line and from I like this to I don't like this? 
I, I understood it for the story. Mm-hmm. I just wished it was handled differently. Yeah. Like if Leon's going to be slow and this girl's going to be like the, the, the alpha and the, the aggressor and all that stuff, then you could have done it a little bit more where sh- she would make the advances or make the, uh, give him the cues that he would completely miss and whiff on and never, never realize it, which could have been sort of some tenderhearted, maybe even funny moments where he's just not getting it. And then finally she's just like, okay, well, I'm going to give up on it. See, that's, I think that's what I like about it though, is that he picks up on it. Like he, he's, he's knows enough to be uncomfortable and, and that he wants no part of it. Like what Jean Renault says in some of the interviews is that he can't, in his mind, Leon couldn't even conceive of that, like hmm. ever going there. Yeah, so, and it, that makes sense. I just for my comfortability, <laughs> yeah. I wish. And if You're, he's a sociopath who has no trouble killing people, I don't know that he would pick up on many social cues. Yeah, when it came to being emotional or being connected to people, like he had no problem killing anybody. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It may have added a little bit to his sociopathicness. And if you, that's a word. you also have to. Keep in mind that they did shoot scenes where she, you know, comes right out and like propositions him. Basically, that was one of the scenes that got cut out. Is that mm. she says, you know, like kind of asks him, you know, to so. Well, and I mean, you you look and 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 again, and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying ah yes, it's just the world we live in. Uh, but I mean, you you know, she's part of her environment. I mean, you know, the home life was just. Uh, it was horrible. I mean, she, so what, you know, she's looking for an out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Daddy issues. Yeah. yeah. Major daddy issues. I can't, I can't imagine any, I can't imagine an American filmmaker. No, not even broaching uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. And just tiptoeing around it maybe, but yeah. <laughs> none of them go where, where old Luke did. No, no, Luke. Yeah, that's extremely European feeling from this movie and, and makes it so different. Um, and, and it would, it would be, it would definitely hit my sensibilities better. It might, it would probably, in all honesty, in my mind, make it maybe not as good of a film artistically, but I would be more comfortable with it if it was strictly like a, you know, a father daughter relationship and, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and they looked at each other that way. Yeah. And it would be much more feel good. Yep. And it would be a lot less interesting. You're already killing your, protagonist at the end yeah. what do you got what do you got to throw in some <laughs> possible pedophilia yeah <laughs> but yeah so sorry it's in there people but it's it's a really interesting movie and, yeah it um, is and it's worth watching and yeah it's good even though we've ruined the whole thing mm-hmm. you should should still check it out because I mean, check a, it out if you feel like you don't already know it yeah or even if you do it's it, and it it did, like, just getting back to the Wolverine thing where I'm worried about a little kid being a, a bad A. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's really hard to pull off. And and I love the Matilda character, but it's yeah. just really hard yeah. to for little kids to pull off. I want to be an assassin. Yeah. Oh, and stuff that doesn't work. Are, are we done with that one? Can we be done with that one, please? Yes. Sure. Yeah, we're moving on, to. Okay, things that don't work. And this is, a, this is sort of a nitpick, but yet not. But the... Training her with the sniper rifle, and yeah. she shoots a guy with like a paint pellet. Like, right. if you have even a remote understanding 
of how a gun works. Yeah. <laughs> you you know like that that completely takes you out of like the realm of suspended disbelief. Like it's just like what? Like no, like no. Like no no real gun is going to shoot whatever that thing just shot. And <laughs> yeah. no paintball is going to go that far Travel at that velocity. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it goes farther and goes through his body like a bullet would <laughs> yeah if it's going that fast yeah you would be lucky to get a paintball off that roof let alone <laughs> but anyway that drove that all to this day I, like because i had forgotten about it and then i was like oh yeah yeah that's terrible <laughs> and and the other thing who who was the dude that got paintballed because he obviously he had an entourage and people you know um people protecting him but yet he had what had to be the cheapest warm-up suit ever ever worn that was by a classic jogger 95 in Central Park. jogging suit though That's man true. that was that was top of the line I, back then. I can't imagine that ever being a, a, a top of anything but I don't know it, it could have I mean it just it looked like it looked so I don't know it looked it looked about 10 years past are we ready to wrap up our discussion of yeah, the professional I think so Did you have anything I got else? I got a few little tidbits interesting tidbits Oldman's Beethoven speech was improvised Wow really yeah. Uh, he was. He probably had that in mind because he plays he Beethoven, Beethoven coming up uh, like uh, shortly thereafter. Yeah, what was the movie? It was. Um, I know. Gosh, I think I remember the director, but I can't remember the name of the movie. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. There it is. That's, Look it up if you want to know. Uh, this is the way we do things, and uh, so yeah, I would say that's why he knew so much about Beethoven. Still pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Um. Anything else? Anything else? If you hear the hearing a Sting song as the end credits roll, <laughs> don't doesn't take you back to a kinder, <laughs> yeah. gentler time. Yeah, it's so '90s to close the movie out with Sting. Yeah. <laughs> so eight point six on IMDb right now. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's pretty high. Uh, seventy one percent on Tomatoes. That's pretty good for critics too. Yeah, seventy one percent for this movie. What were the users? Did you look at that? I bet it's I bet it's high. I bet the users is high. Yeah, I didn't see. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, Ebert, like you said, Alan Ebert was. I had him at three, but you had him at two and a half. It's it's right in there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he wasn't he wasn't too kind with it. I I got one quote from his that I would probably agree with mostly. He says uh, it seems to exploit the youth of the girl, without really dealing with it. And I get that. Yeah. Uh, I would say. You know it a little bit differently. I would say it deals with it, um, but doesn't see it through. Like I feel like it deals with her youth and confronts mm-hmm. it, and like it's a it's a factor, and 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 but it doesn't see it all the way through. Uh, uh, where would you put this on the Polanski meter? <laughs> it's pretty high, as far as the stuff I've seen. I don't I don't care to dive too deep into European cinema now. Well, do you all want to guess user score? So 94 71 on as critics I'll say what did you say 91 94. 94 I'll say 91 You're both low actually 95 Wow Todd Sheen is a like a rotten tomato <laughs> savant <laughs> Thank you Universally <laughs> Love, love I mean, by the a, people. That's, that's amazing. High, high for a user for score a for an action 23-year-old movie. Twenty-three-year-old film. I mean, you're yeah. talking about some of the all-time great movies. Like, yep. aren't at ninety-five. Yeah. Like, E.T. is right around there somewhere. Like, yeah. 
Like yeah, for users to like it that much, that's that's high praise for a movie that old because yeah. they only come down incrementally a year. You know, right. when you get that old. Wow, that's that is impressive. So uh, apparently, you know, by and large, people aren't bothered by the 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 sexual thing I guess too not. much. A higher user score than Die Hard. I gotta I gotta by admit, the way, that's which amazing. to me is the that is amazing. Perfect action movie from the nineties. Yeah, when I first it, saw it. The, I mean, when when she makes the statement to the uh, the hotel clerk, yeah, <laughs> yes, uh, what, where's yes. your father? Oh, he's not my Th- father. That's one of those moments where it's yeah. Th- that that's Too that much. got me back in ninety four yeah. or five uh-huh. whenever I saw it the first time, and I was like, oh yeah. Um, and that didn't get me as much. The the thing that got me was the not to not to go, not to dive right back into the pedo, <laughs> but let's do it anyway. Um, the the scene where he comes into the interrogation room, I guess, takes out the yeah. crooked cops, and they hug. They hug, and you've got that sh- low angle shot of mm-hmm. his feet on the ground, yeah, and hers it's a, dangling. A it's a great fantastic shot, shot. Yeah. yeah, wonderful shot. And they linger on it, and it's perfect. It is, and then they cut to <laughs> a shot of them in uh, in the same sleeping device, right? Um, and it's, Which would be a bed if for anybody who doesn't. Know. Yeah, I just, <laughs> right. I just didn't want to say bed after that. And just think about it, so. sleeping device. <laughs> it just it makes it cot. It makes it easier if I don't say sleeping it. Sleeping bag. But but just just by just her yeah. her responses and mm-hmm. and reactions it, and he's it's really he's finally really slipped. Quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It's just uh, when I that when I saw that, and I and I saw that I watched this. Yeah. I watched this yesterday and today. Yeah. What What Henry think? <laughs> he, thank goodness. <laughs> what your eight year old son think? <laughs> anyway, when I saw that, I was like, Oh my gosh! I, I you know what? If 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 it did phase me back yeah. in ni- the nineties, uh-huh. I didn't. I don't remember it. Yeah. But now watching it, that's probably the thing that I would pick out most. Is that? Yeah, definitely harder to watch it as a father uh, than it was most, in yeah ninety. I can imagine because I mean that. that was the year I got married. So uh-huh. yeah. Um, okay, because I'm obsessed with this and can't let it go. Higher user score for the professional than ET, <laughs> Alien, and Terminator Two. That's the most out of all this conversation we've had. That's the most fascinating it's, thing to come it's, out. It's of. It's crazy. It's a crazy like uh, that's number. like I feel like everybody ought to be talking about that like you know on on any movie show movie podcast like people don't know this because we've, I feel like I would have heard people talking about we've this. broken yeah. something here yeah on talk hard yeah because you hear all the time You're like welcome. what are you know what are the highest when they'll ask him they'll, they'll ask the Rotten Tomatoes guy what are the highest rated of all time and he'll say stuff like E T and yeah you know, and, and the, with critics they are higher rated but with the users yeah. The professional's eyes went I found so far. That's amazing. That's amazing. amazing. And it says something about the movie he made here. And yeah. thank goodness that people didn't let him make the super pervy movie that he apparently intended <laughs> to. Yeah. Might have got a 97. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and, you know, they, they had talked about uh, there was there was plans for a sequel that would have taken place years later with her yeah. as an adult. I've seen conflicting r- reports on this, but go ahead. But uh, but supposedly whoever owned that he even wrote it. Yeah, uh-huh. the rights are owned by someone else. Yes. He departed that company, right. started his own, mm-hmm. and because of that, whoever whoever owned 
originally owned those rights. Now's not letting them be yeah. produced. I, I saw it that way, and then I saw some quotes from him that said, "No, that I've never." Um, he said he, you know, that everybody wants one, and he'd like there to be one, but he doesn't know what the idea would be. Um, he says, you know, now he feels like she's too old <laughs> and that she's a mother. And, and he, because um, it must have been recent that somebody asked him about it, uh, this quote that I was seeing. And, but he said if he could, if he felt like he could uh, land on something that was interesting enough, but he never has um, as to what the story would be. And he, he, he said it would, it would have to be better than the original or he wouldn't do a sequel. Mm. So, and he's never, he's never landed on what that story would be. But to me, like the first time I ever watched the movie, I was like, this thing begs for a sequel a few years later when mm-hmm. she's, you know, grown up and, and, and take it from there. She's yeah. only 35. Yeah. She could still probably still pass for oh, yeah. mid to late she, 20s. She, she, yeah, she could absolutely do late 20s. But, mid but late maybe 20s just too old for too him. For him. Yeah. It might be too old. She's ancient. That's right. <laughs> and the Luke Bessons. All right, I think that's a... I think pedophilia is a good na- note to go out on. So, um, best your favorite thing out of the whole movie? Mm, probably that that end sequence with uh, with Oldman and yeah, and uh, yeah, and and what's his name? It's a great death Leon. scene. Sorry, I mean we you know we talk a, you you talk about death scenes and how uh, overdone they can be and. I mean, this was it was very poetic. I mean, it was him leaving. And they they could have easily ended it with the the formulaic Sid Field happy ending, and it would have been fine. Yeah. But the fact that they chose to do it that way and it worked better than anything they could have done with Leon living was, um, I, I yeah, I really really like that. Yeah, I would say just as an alternative, either her in the hallway asking to be let into his apartment ringing the doorbell um, or when the SWAT team shows up at their room and, and he starts his reign of terror and yeah. he's, he's up in the, he's in the uh, ceiling mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and flipping down. And when I love, like I always thought that was the baddest a shot was, you know, his hand comes into the frame and shuts the door. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like well, you, the spy, you know, in the spider's web there. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, Schwarzenegger in Predator when he's when he's trying to turn the tables mm-hmm. on the Predator and yeah. you know, covering himself with mud and doing all this kind of crazy hiding stuff. I just loved it so much back then because it was it was before Matrix, mm-hmm. so Leon in those sunglasses and the knit mm-hmm. cap and the you know and the long coat and like it was just like man that's a perfect look for Jean Reno for one thing and it just makes him look like this I do not want to mess with this dude. And I love him coming out of the shadow too on the fat guy at the very beginning, mm-hmm. or you know he, the the knife first, yeah, and then his head out of that perfectly black shadow, mm-hmm. yeah. And I love the look of it. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, so thumbs up. Yep, ninety five percent. Everybody, check it out. You won't find many higher rated by the users. Um, we're not going to do a game this week, and it's basically Hollywood's fault. They're not putting out anything worth us playing the game with so uh we're not gonna do one um i think the big release this week was is the new resident evil so we're just not gonna do it we're taking it, what, somebody though, has to take a stand and it's us i tell you what the, i think that dog movie is gonna make a ton of money 
I'm, I'm telling you, regardless of if, if they electroshock the dog into the rapids or whatever. Todd's on record. He's for dog torture in film. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it is what it is. So, yeah, let's, uh, we'll, we'll come back next week. We'll watch a little Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. We'll talk about that. Maybe play the game. Depends on what Hollywood has in store for us. But uh, let's get out of here. For uh, Scott Stafford and Todd Sheen, this is Alan Martin reminding you to walk softly and talk hard. Well, I hope you come to see me in the movie. And I know that you are plain to see. Biggest fool that's ever hit the big time. And all I gotta do is act naturally.